there, and welcome back to the Cargo Bay. A Star Wars conversation being transmitted to you from a long time ago in a galaxy far, far away. I am Brady C. here with my co-host, as always, Adam B. Oh boy, oh boy, BC, it's been four whole episodes since we've Woo! spoken about uh, our boy Mando. Uh, the internet has been clamoring for our thoughts. Uh, the untold emails that we have not checked in the Cargo Bay email account uh, uh, piling up, uh, just saying, where where are you? People, where are the cargo? Where are the Cargo Bay boys at? People famously are not tired of hearing Star Wars conversations. Mm-hmm. <laughs> What's well, good because I'm for more. What's good because I'm not tired of having them, <laughs> um, uh, especially a- I, uh, this, that was serious. Especially after <laughs> this most recent episode, where all I wanted to do was be like, "Can can, can I need I need someone else to talk to about what just happened to me?" Oh man, um, yeah, it's been a weird a weird few weeks for the show. A weird few weeks for Star Wars in general. We're gonna talk about everything that's happened since we we've, we've uh, parted ways um, because I. I have some bad news, and that's that I can I can never be a Jedi now. BC, I got married. I'm a married man, and we don't permit that kind of thing in the Jedi Order. Hey, you know every every person must take their path, and and you've chosen yours, and I think it's a good choice. Joining the Jedi Order highly <laughs> overrated. <laughs> yeah, um, if you ever have the opportunity to marry to uh, be married to someone who is way out of your league in every way uh, and a nice, wonderful person um, to you all the time, uh, maybe choose that life instead of um, living in a religious cult <laughs> and, and doing the bidding of the government. Essentially, this was a choice a lot of people did not make in the Star Wars universe, and uh, I would I would say uh, probably. Probably not the best decision. That is something that well, I used to you. kick around in my head a lot when I was a boy at BC. I was like, would I be a Jedi if I could never be in love? And you know what? Usually I... usually Jedi lost out on that for me. I'm a bit of a romantic. Yeah, I I, I pretty much ruled that out immediately. <laughs> yes. Whenever that was the stipulation, I was like, that sucks. Yeah, that's Why? really lame. <laughs> that's a horrible stipulation. Do we know when we, like, is it explicitly said in the movie? Like, yeah, yeah, Jedi aren't supposed to love. That's mostly like an episode two thing, right? Yeah. Uh, I don't know if it got dropped in episode one. I'm just trying to remember when that was first. Like, oh, well, that's not fun <laughs> it's definitely when we were little boys watching the trilogies, <laughs> and we were probably like uh that seems like a terrible idea it's <laughs> no fun at all as a teenage boy this is not <laughs> what i want to hear and it wasn't what anakin skywalker wanted to hear either no. which led to a much conflict in him uh-oh yeah that's yeah. why i had to that's how i had to swear off the, the jedi i didn't want to try to pull a luke and mara jade situation i am no longer <laughs> wait, mara who? of the force mara who <laughs> wait have we gotten did mara mara jade show up in uh star wars celebration vc i i i don't uh as unsanctioned cosplay only i'm certain <laughs> <laughs> Oi. Uh, well, BC, we're not going to go through every episode in great detail. Although no. I think we could do that quickly because there's not a lot of like, you know, there's not a lot of plot moving through these episodes when it comes down to it. Um, yeah. So the the most recent episode that is in our feed would have been from uh, about a month ago, mm-hmm. which was the the Doctor Pershing episode, which I famously loved. Um, just kidding. I did not. I thought that episode was wild, but in perspective now I'm like, 
maybe it's one of the better episodes one of, of the, the season. More memorable for sure. Yeah, at least. I'm... Um. Oh yeah, definitely one of the more memorable. Because I had to look up the the last, uh, the most recent episode. Obviously, is fairly clear in my mind. I had to go back and look up what what we have missed. So let's let's just run through this. So the the first one that we have not discussed is chapter twenty, the foundling. Yeah. Um, this is this episode starts with Grogu on the beach, playing with some some rocks while all the all the Mandalorians are shooting their rockets out into the lake, yeah, and they're, they're just, just having a good old time. You yeah, know? I would say that's something I'm never going to forget: is the the Mandalorians <laughs> on the beach just kind of playing with their tools and specifically shooting rockets into the water. It's very funny to me. It, it reads almost like it. It reminds me of like a 1980s like exercise beach like muscle beach sort of thing but star wars and mandalorians where it's like we're gonna shoot our rockets and we're gonna have a party on the beach and the kids are gonna fight each other you know i do hate it but i don't hate it <laughs> i was like i didn't mind looking at that i did hate the grogu paintball sequence uh that was a little <laughs> that was a little much for me the flippy grogu um and I pinned it down last night before I forget, PC. We have this new Grogu this season who understands things a little better, and he's just going to be in the action all the time, taking him on all the dangerous missions. I would have less of a problem with this if Grogu was super capable now. I would rather mm-hmm. him, st- even if he's still talking baby gibberish, he's a master of the force. If he is like a capable sidekick, and we started to get that when he rescued Mando. Um, yeah. But then starting with this beach combat scenario, it's like, oh, he's still a little baby. <laughs> Doesn't really understand. I don't know. We'll talk about it more later. It's just that was Grogu not- is having a terrible season, in my <laughs> opinion. I just want to say that right now. It's almost now. like they don't know what to do with him after having. It's almost out like they wrote him off the show and then they had to bring him back. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, that's kind of how it all feels. Yeah, his his power levels and intelligence kind of feels all over the map to me. It's like, what the fuck is going on with Grogu this year? You should maybe sit down for a week and try to figure out how best to communicate with this thing. Like, he doesn't need to shoot let's paintballs. Just, like, he needs some language skills. Yeah, let's let's start working on the talking. Uh, as opposed to the, the violent nature of Mandalorian culture. Um, but yeah, he does great with his little paintball darts. He eventually figures it out. We play paintball on the beach. And then his uh, his foe, his uh, foundling opponent, what apprentice, whatever the whatever the hell the Ragnar, yeah, r- little Ragnar, little Ragnar gets snatched up by a raptor. And it, was, uh, was it was Grogu fighting Ragnar? Because Ragnar I think so. Important. I can't remember. I it, maybe so. Yeah, but Ragnar gets because I think he fights him. He runs off in shame, having been shot three times, and then woof. This is how I remember it. Could be completely wrong. I don't okay. care at this point. He's snatched. Does it because it doesn't matter. No. Right? He's snatched by the flying raptor. Another dragon. giant monster that seemingly feeds mostly on Mandalorians, as there's no other like life form on the surface. Terrible, the terrible location for the Mandalorians. Again, we've we've also noted that their home planet is not cursed, and they just haven't gone back. <laughs> but there's this like, one is. Well, this one's definitely it, cursed. This is way more cursed. Uh, yeah, there's there's dragons and snapping turtles in the water. <laughs> like it's it's all sorts of messed up. So they they fly in their jetpacks. They're like they've got Ragnar, but guess what? We ran out of jet fuel. So we'll come back for you later, kiddo. Yep. Yep. Uh, this is, uh, to sum up the rest of this episode, they fly <laughs> after the dragon here, 
They're like, we yeah. ran, ran out of fuel. And I was like, cool, it's good to see that. I always like limitations yeah. Yeah. on the tech shown. So they go back. They make a big battle plan that they explain three times about sneaking up to the nest because they don't want the dragon to get angry and eat the child, even though, right. you know, it's a long Even way though away. he's been in its mouth for 18 hours. Yeah, yeah. I wrote him off. As soon as they ran into jet fuel, I'm like, well, pretty sure you're gonna dead. snap the kid's neck. Uh, yeah, first thing is a, is a dragon, but anyway, Bo Katan's yeah, there, and we got a bond with Bo Katan. So they fly over in her ship a little way, or they walk, and then they have to walk the rest of the way to not. They climb a giant cliff, at which point Favreau's character immediately mucks things up. So they're back in the air on jetpacks again. <laughs> like it's right back to the jetpack fight sequence we had earlier. And they Mando saves the kids, so now he and uh, Paz Vizsla are their pals they're, now. You know, they're tight. Yeah, because um, it's it's Paz Vizsla's kiddo. There's a bond there. It's amazing that all same happens. with Bo-Katan. It's like you led the hunting party, so we're great oh, now. Yeah, but, uh, the, we we get the uh, the the Mandalorian dining in shame sequence, mm-hmm. which is how they eat where everyone's got to go off, take off their helmets and dine in shame. Yep. But if you're the war party leader, you get to eat by the fire. Yeah. So pretty sweet Bo-Katan. Uh, what a great life. <laughs> um, all of this Mandalorian stuff is super cool. Love the way. See, this um, is, this is where I differ BC. I, I would sign up to follow the way way before I'd sign up to be a Jedi. Like, Never, no one ever gets to see my face again. That sounds awesome to me. I'm like, I will take whatever means necessary to stop caring about. If I can have a Mandalorian visor instead of like my decomposing face, like that'd be great. Pretty good. Pretty good <laughs> yeah. when you get older. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I, the two sides of the same coin for me. You know, they're both yeah. not great. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Yeah, in the midst of all this, we also get the flashback to uh, Order 66 where we see a Grogu's escape from yes. Coruscant with uh, Ahmad Best. Ahmad Best character, something back. I don't I don't uh, remember his name. Yeah, I can't remember his name. Yeah. Uh, famously a character from a program that is like Legends of the Hidden Temple, but for StarWarsKids.com. Yeah, he's been playing this character. I remember yeah. listening to, he did an episode of Newcomers, um, which is comedians uh, Nicole Byer and Lauren Lapkus watch all of things they don't really want to watch, and they watched all of Star Wars, and he came on and talked with them. And this was years ago now, but even then they were like, is there any chance that like, this could turn into something for you where you get to, and he was like, I really hope so. <laughs> like that would be, I would love to be a character in, in Star Wars. He's like, I've been developing um, this character for a long time now. So um, he, I thought it was great that he came back. Like, yeah, yeah. It, it tugged on my emotional heartstrings as a, as a human being to see him placed in uh in this high station of being grogu's rescuer yeah um, yeah you asked me fun. how i felt about it and i was like if he's happy i'm happy like that's, that's <laughs> yeah, you know yeah, like yeah. He, he deserves yeah. it i mean the, the man literally like to my knowledge grew up with like star wars sheets you know and got to be in star wars and like the best thing in the world and has been you know hated and loved off and on for many years since as uh jar jar so yeah, I thought it was one of the more exciting parts of the episode. I didn't, I don't know that I needed to see it, uh, but the whole time I was like, "Yeah, cool, I'm my best, nice, you did it." 
I mean, it, it gave us a, a solid B story, so we weren't just focusing on the dragon. We got to see yeah. Grogu get the world's biggest coin armor oh, piece yeah. Uh, yeah. placed on him. Uh, we're just a big old know, coin. <laughs> it looks like a giant, a giant half dollar that they put on him. You know, the cheapest it's... stamped plastic item they can then sell for twenty dollars <laughs> at some point. Uh... They're gonna sell so many of those things, <laughs> which I mean, this season's just. Toy, toy marketing. Oh yeah, heaven. Uh, we'll get to the big one soon oh, enough, yeah. I'm sure. Um, but yeah, so we we get that interchange, and then it's Bo-Katan is friends now. She's like, I saw the Mythosaur, and so the armor is like, yeah, okay, you did, and cool. Now we're gonna we're gonna be friends now, or or whatever. They they, you're the chosen one, basically. If you saw the Mythosaur, I believe you. Ch- they're they're chilling. It's amazing. Everyone's happy. Uh, thus ended the episode as far as I can remember. Yeah. Uh, which is going to lead us into the next episode, which is the pirate. Uh, that Gorian shard that we saw on episode one, you know, we knew he was coming back, and, and here he is coming back uh, to blow up Navarro, uh, apparently. And uh, we've got Grief, uh, who's sending, sending out the call for aid to the New Republic, and it goes to... Uh, to our boy Carson Teva. Yeah. Uh, in the coolest yeah, just, X-Wing pilot jacket of all time. Th- th- truly, this man is living my dream. Like, this is like, <laughs> like I can't think of a cooler character to play. Aside from the fact that he's working for the New Republic now, you know, that's not, not as cool. Uh, but whatever. He's got a T-65. He has the coolest item of clothing in all of Star Wars now. Uh, that, that bomber jacket. So good for him. And and most excitingly for me, we get Zebaralia. Yeah, looking, looking good. good. I was like, this looks is how good you do in this it. episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah that was uh, a cool, su- cool cameo there. Surprisingly good looking, um, yeah. considering some of the other standards we've seen um, from characters. But I imagine they've been using a lot of his digital assets, and will be putting more time and effort into them going forward. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, yeah, he's. Uh, it was good to see him. Good to see Steve we- Bloom. Uh, I mean, not see him, but hear him in a yeah. uh, a big role, live action version of himself, uh, just because, you know, that as a person who, uh, sorry, I watch the anime dubs because I don't like to read when I'm looking <laughs> at pictures. <laughs> as, a, as an Americanized anime fan, you know, the man's a legend. Uh, big part of my childhood, that guy. Voice acting legend. Glad they did not recast that. Yeah. There's no need yeah, to. That would have been. He's the voice. He's perfect. I think people would have been rightfully upset. Up in arms. That, yeah. yeah. Up in arms about that. Um, yeah. So, so Teva, again, there's a call for aid. These pirates are just like chilling over Navarro. Yeah. And it, it's taking a long time for all this to happen. So he goes to Coruscant to like lobby the New Republic. We've got uh, comms officer, what's her name, is going to be there. Yeah in a great scene with Tim Meadows, Tim Meadows. as the bureaucrat. Love I it. love the Tim Meadows stuff where he's like, oh, they haven't signed the accords, huh? Gonna be kind of difficult to send assistance. <laughs> he's so good at that specific kind of feeling. Like I could, I would watch a show with him as a lead playing that exact same character. <laughs> the, the Star Wars workplace comedy? Sign me up. Yeah. I would love that. Um... So he he essentially denies the assistance, and which so is does gonna with say, the help of our 
our with, turncoat with our... lady. Yeah. Uh, who's like, yeah, maybe they should just learn their fucking lesson and get destroyed. And he's like, <laughs> Devin's like, uh... pretty imperial thinking on your part. <laughs> uh, any warning flags, anyone, about this person who disappears maybe late at the, night sometimes? Maybe the, I used to be a Nazi badge. On, on our... Maybe the scarlet letter's not big enough on these costumes? Maybe we should make them a slightly larger? Uh, just increase the shame factor a little bit? I don't know. Maybe they wouldn't be so vocal about uh, dissent? I, guess, I don't know. Um, but yeah, we'll see more of comms officer uh, coming up here, too. So... Uh, we're denied there, so he's going to go. He's uh, this is Carson Tabor. He's going to go now to lobby the Mandalorians for assistance because he's got an old hookup. He's yeah, got an old I pal implanted about, I with that them. Was the excuse? Yeah, which is I would rather them just be a little more competent and be like. I've been keeping tabs on this guy Din Djarin after running into him like six times. Uh, I've got like, in the entire <laughs> galaxy yeah, yeah. multiple times. Just I've like run crossing into this guy. paths in open space, <laughs> vast expanses of open space. There are millions of worlds in Star Wars canon, and these guys are just like, "Hey, man! Oh man!" You I was again. listening to uh, Heir to the Empire last night because I'm oh, re-listening yeah. to, to prepare for, you know, Thrawn, and they're talking about yeah. Heir to the Empire. It's going to be a Timothy Zahn, Thrawn uh, influence. Uh, anyway, there was, you know, a sequence where it was like, okay, because of our fuel reserves and the gravitational pull of this sector, it's going to take us five days to get over to this this planet and i was like ah, i miss it, <laughs> I miss it <laughs> yes so yes uh hey. yeah but no he just pops over because he's got a he's got a direct link to r5 <laughs> one of his old war buddies i guess uh again r5 was a, a plot device essentially uh-huh. to get mando and grogu onto mandal second episode because we abandoned the plot device that was going to be having ig be the droid that we were going to use to do that from episode one get all stuff we just put in the, the crap pile and said you know what uh from episode to episode kind of doesn't really matter if pelimoto so, sold me a droid with a tracker in it and i was a mandalorian uh we're on our way back to murder pelimoto <laughs> Dead meat. <laughs> sorry amy sadaris you didn't you didn't wipe the droid's memory man come on yeah, you get the great line from Tebu. He's like, I promise I won't tell everyone where you're hiding. <laughs> I know like, you're going to move like, anyway. Maybe because gonna, this planet only has dragons on it. Probably because this place is cursed and you get attacked and your children are being taken like every other day. But And you maybe, honestly should move. This is horrible. Maybe they're there, though. Maybe they're there because they're like, we got to fight monsters and thin out the foundlings. We got we to, gotta, <laughs> you know... You know how you make you make the team stronger is you remove the weak links from the chain, you know, and those kids are weak. Uh, so you got to get rid of the kids. Uh, so you, you live on a lake that has a bunch of kaijus out there just killing, killing kids. Just Godzilla's coming out of the water. And, yeah, they're on kaiju planet that have raptors flying out of the sky and snapping turtles coming out of the water. And I think what we learned is they're just not tough enough to live there. No, yeah, let's no. let's go to Navarro and fight Pirate King Gorian Shard. Uh, yeah, um, I, I do like that. It seems to be a Mandalorian strategy is that when you have a giant thrashing animal, 
you should tie yourself to it with a cable. <laughs> they do a lot of like, oh, let's <laughs> all just shoot it with a cable. That's that that works. Anyway, sorry. <laughs> no, I, it's, a, it's a salient point. He's like, <laughs> yeah. sorry for blowing up your spot. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Deva, Deva heads out. They're like, you know what? We should have a council to see if we're gonna go. In one of the protect. most riveting scenes. Oh my god, this is so fucking stupid. <laughs> so, so Din Djarin, our our hero supposedly of this of this program, uh, is like, hey, this guy, he did try to kill all of you, but then he saved me and the kids. So, evensies, let's go help him. <laughs> In fact, kill many of you. Like, yeah, kill a, kill a lot of you. Uh, and then Paz Viz is like. Now I will speak because I've got the talking stick. Also, oh, no, I think he's going to say no. He's going to contest. You think yeah, that? and he's like, well, why would we do this? Because we are Mandalorian. And they're like, yeah! <laughs> it's a classic swerve. No one saw it coming. It was completely fucking pointless. But yeah. there it was. Fantastic. Uh, Alta, make Bev is a hero, I guess. Alta, Alta is, uh, to raise the stature is... of John Favreau. It's maybe a character flaw of mine, uh, but it is so hard for me to root for a character that is a director in his own show when it is so clearly less time is being spent on other aspects he's in control of. Like, uh, if if the writing was incredible, uh, you know, or even if the writing was uh, thoughtful, you know, and careful, (laughs) like, considered, then fine, but... It has been annoying this season to be like, okay, we got it. It's the Paz Vizsla. Like, it's yeah. really important this season. All right, got it. Oh, so so important. We got to build them up for something. I would imagine. Spoiler yeah. alerts coming up soon. Uh, so they go. We're gonna we're gonna fight them. Bo-Katan's got plans again. Bo-Katan taking that leadership role. I I argue at some point is she the Mandalorian? Yeah, yeah. Uh, of this season and not our beloved Din Djarin. Yeah. Uh, pretty she, she, a fairly competent fight sequence that yeah, we get here. And I thought the briefing uh, when we was when I was watching it with with Paulette, it was like this is a dumb briefing sequence as we have seen dumb <laughs> briefing sequences. The difference is they don't just stand around the table. It's like a voiceover where it's like we're gonna do this, and it shows people loading in the ship, or it shows them like that. This is the correct way to do this. If you're doing your 90th dumb briefing sequence, it needs to be a montage. I don't want to see people standing around a table pointing at a hologram anymore. <laughs> like, uh, I just thought it was yeah. competent. Uh, and yeah, the, the when they're landed on the planet, the <clears throat> jetpacks look good. This is a new director who hasn't done a Mando episode before, mm. and uh, the action looked better to me all the way through. My only sticky point with the action was when the Mandalorians are pinned down. I'm like, just fucking use your jetpacks. Yeah. Fly out of there. You guys can fly. Yeah, yeah. Just use a jetpack, of one of those uh, rockets. Uh, yeah. No, they never use their jetpacks tactically, really, um, including when they're being attacked by a monster. Only in single in combat to do like a super punch. Yeah, you know? they're yeah. like, I'm going to jetpack at you. Which I do like. Uh, for the most part, I thought the, the jetpack combat has looked pretty okay in the show so far. It's kind of fun. And I like hearing the Boba Fett jetpack noise they throw under a lot now. The It's just like a whistle. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so they, we got to take co- the planet back. That's basically what happens. We, we, we defeat the pirates. Uh, Din does some cool in one stuff. Yeah, yeah, or in the atmosphere. You know. It's cool. That ship looks awesome. Uh, the pirate ship. 
Yeah, uh, all fun stuff. Again, where did these pirates come from? Could they be connected to to something larger? Of course, Carson Tavis worried about that. We're all worried about that. How, God, I wish how, they how weren't. Are they out Wouldn't here? it be awesome if they weren't? <laughs> yeah, if it was like, just a pirate ship. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, of course it would. Um. Well, not of course. That's my opinion. I think it would be better, but yeah. no, we're we're gonna tie this into into the tiny Star Wars galaxy that we live in. Um, and at the end of the episode, uh, you know, grief is like, "Hey, track to land for you guys. Thanks for saving all thirty of us Navarro citizens." <laughs> Again, the that shot particularly, I was like, "We're leading eighteen yeah, people out yeah, of town." That was really that was weird. Yeah, it was like, "Oh, some all... digital extras." I'd rather put in a thousand of yeah, these yeah, people. Yeah, in I'd, there. Rather, <laughs> I'd rather be like, "Oh, that's CG," than be like. Oh, that's that's nine guys. That's that's know? about as few people as were left in the rebellion in the sequel trilogy. Yeah, <laughs> it's like, it's like, oh, okay, cool. Um, so there's just a few people from Navarro, right? Uh, but Grief Karga rewards the Mandalorian. Hey, you got some land for you. It's right over there. Um, you're welcome to it. Uh, and then we get kind of the ending sequence where, where the armor is like Bo-Katan. I need to speak to you in private. Or she sends up uh, John Pavrotis in that message, and we get no, that yeah. uh, the the you know she she tells her take off your helmet, and we're like whoa 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 <laughs> thought we weren't doing that thought that wasn't the way, um, but the armor is like hey you can walk both paths take that dome off let's go let's let's see your face Katie Sack off because you look good. And uh, we're paying good money for you to be uh-huh. here. And <laughs> and uh, so she takes her helmet off, and uh, they head back together, helmeted, unhelmeted, and everyone's like, Whoa. <laughs> what? And the armor's like, it's cool. She can unite all of the Mandalorians. She's the chosen one. But but she doesn't have the Darksaber. Din Djarin does. And we all know how incredibly important yes. having the Darksaber is to being the head of a Mandalorian clan. So... Let's put a pin in that for the next episode. Yeah. Yeah. She's going to go unite the Mandalorians because it's re- it's time to retake Mandalore, which is also odd because they just got a place that isn't infested with monsters. This, like maybe it's time I'm to build saying. up for they a were, year or two. <laughs> like we're maybe. just given a tract of land. <laughs> yeah. They were given a nice piece of land on a, on a budding society. Yes, they had to fight off some pirates, but... They just were given new land, and they're like, you know what? It's time to go. And you're like, no, it's not. You got a tr- little just trade gave you going land. on. <laughs> yeah. You just like, took why? out the primary threat in the region. Like, like the, the edit to this is just take out, like, we've given you this land. Yeah. <laughs> and be like, here's a, a base of operations where you can launch your next invasion from. Yeah, do you need Instead ships? of like, please, do you need... settle here. Yeah, and they're yeah. like, thank you, we will. Now we're going. And you're like, what? <laughs> What the fuck are we doing? <laughs> okay, it's fine. Like it's all fine. It's just like it's just careless. Minor writing, things that yeah. I'm like, it is. Yeah, I'm just like, it doesn't. It doesn't. Those two things don't add up in my mind, like logically. But again, this is probably for eight year olds who are like, fun. Yeah, you know? but like, it shouldn't be written by an eight year old. Uh, like, no, you know, I just, <laughs> I just want a little more confidence, and that will continue. But I mean, I had fun watching both of these episodes. Uh, two times yes. um especially the the pirate the one we just finished 
yeah I that was good mostly because the the mandalorian action looked good where it usually doesn't we got tons of cool spaceship stuff uh which is my my highlight of the season overall so far is just we got a lot of dog fights in the season yeah. great cool um i think yeah, i it's... think our the some of the messages we exchanged were essentially like this is stupid but it's pretty fun you know like it's yeah. so stupid but it's like i can i can turn off my brain and enjoy some of just like the spectacle and which and boba like, fett fell flat the on action. uh yeah. boba fett just as stupid but not nearly as fun to watch for me uh at a certain point mm-hmm. because this yeah. at least doesn't get bogged down in the stuff that is stupid it's just kind of like okay we got to do this right so we can get to a new beautiful shot of ships in orbit or whatever <laughs> like um yeah yeah uh, speaking of uh, beautiful shots we're gonna head to some fancy planet i don't a parallaxis parallaxis some it's french for pleasure is where we're going um and we get the uh we get the lizzo and black jack jack black episode black jack jack black jack black uh episode uh where they're going to retrieve the Yes, Bo-Katan is going back. to get the Mandos back, but they land on the planet and get diverted because the people who run the planet don't have a military and they have a problem in the city they need taken care of. So they saw the Mandalorians landing and they said, hey, we'll let you talk to them, but first got to go do something for us. Okay. Classic Mandalorian episode. I, I like uh, I like Jack Black. I like Lizzo. Um, to me, just shocking that you waste Jack Black as an exposition mach- machine. Like, he does a good <laughs> yeah. job, sure. He does great, yeah. But it's Jack Black in yeah. Star Wars, and literally the lines that he has are like, well, you see, because we don't have a military, because I used to work for the Empire, so since, yes, you're right, of course, that is why we need you. And it's like, what are you What are you doing? You have Jack Black, we could have Babu Fricks all around him. Like, what, what's oh, going on? Like, there's so many, like, he should have been interacting with aliens. <laughs> like, I don't know. Uh, whatever. Give me, a, give me a million Babu Fricks any day of the week. Um, yeah, I I don't think this is a particularly good use of Jack Black. No. I thought Lizzo was I I thought Lizzo's casting was perfect I, for for like a musician in a Star Wars role. Like, fine. I thought Jack Black. I, thought I was agent, wildly underutilized. If if I were Lizzo's agent and manager, I would never put Lizzo in the fucking toxic soup that Star Wars fandom is as an ancillary character in the like. I don't know. I just feel like I haven't looked online to see if there were people hating on it, but I'm sure the toxic side of the fan base is just like, oh, they put Lizzo in the thing and the thing is bad. It's like, yeah, At this point, we can just disregard any of their opinions because yeah, they're all incels and fascists. So, like, who gives a shit? I'm just like, saying there's a lot of them. Oh, no, it's, <laughs> there's, there's, there's a lot of them. It's bad and it's a, it's a problem for sure. But. Yeah, I mean, she she's like she like went as Grogu for Halloween one year, and she's got all okay well, stuff. So like, she's she like got to, stoked to be there. Then great. Yeah, she got to have an episode where like literally she babysits Grogu the entire episode, a, which is another one of the Grogu toy flips. Oh, classic Grogu flipping it. in this I, episode. I said it. We're getting Grogu flipping toy is coming out. Yeah, for it's it's gonna it's gonna jump. 12 inches it's gonna jump one whole foot it's gonna be this big it's gonna flip a foot in the air and everyone's gonna lose their shit um and they'll probably get a doll that's like this big too that does even more but all of them with flipping action 
I do want to go back real quick. The opening of this episode where we reintroduce the the night owls or whatever they are, and that we've got that Corin, oh. the the I forgot about the love the the the, 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 the like star crossed lovers. This was one of my favorite things because I'm like, this is some like Doctor Who yeah, Star Trek very, shit happening right now. And I was like, so. whatever the hell this is, I love it. It's so much then, more interesting to me than like, you know, another battle plan sequence. Like, I don't know that I loved it. I was more like, what is this? Which is like weird, <laughs> a weird, much better feeling than going, I know what this What's is. Going on? Yes. <laughs> like, okay, yeah. great. It, so. it it felt new. It felt different. It did like it legitimately felt like I was watching a Doctor Who episode out of yeah, context, yeah. which is like, huh, that's kind of fun. Because those episodes are like they're not all connected. They're all just independent adventures and wild and fun and stuff. And I was like, this is interesting. I'd like more of that from this. Uh, and then you know, and then of course we get the the nine. Shout out too. to Axe Woves, just as a guy who was in the last season and had all but one line cut, uh, who now gets <laughs> a lot of lines in this season. I'm always looking at background characters like that and being like, ah oh, man, must be really cool to. <laughs> You know, to get to do more Star Wars stuff this season. Good for you. Thought you were in one episode and now you're um, in season three. That's got to be a nice call from the agent. Be like, hey, (laughs) got some scripts for you. You got some lines in Star Wars. It's like, yeah. Um, Yeah, he's good in this. Um, So back to the the problem on our pleasure planet is is essentially that the, the droids that do all of the work well, some of them aren't quite right. Um, and we, we get the uh, the hardcore investigation with Bo and Mando where we go to the droid bar and find out that there's a, there's a droid drink that's got some it's droid like goobies simple. in it. Uh, <laughs> yeah, they, yeah it, it, it heals. It's a droid. It's basically droids drinking oil. It's like what it amounts to is like they lubricate <laughs> here and it gets uh, grease in the machine. Ple- pleasurable and it heals them. Okay, sure. Uh, the controversy in this for me is the droids being like, there's a point where we're like, they're like, we love humans. They built us. We hate these bad <laughs> droids that do bad things and hurt our reputation. We just want to serve humans. And it was like, okay, that's. Different than what Star Wars has been doing for like the past <laughs> yeah. 10 years. Um, I don't really have a problem with droids being non sentient, like, I makes a lot of things easier. Uh, but yeah, it was, it was weird. Um, so they continue on their, their Blade Runner quest here at Hunt yeah. Down. The, the bad droids, when at one point did they find uh, Doc Brown? Uh, it's, so it's before that because he's got the big red button that can stop all the droids. He's got Chekhov's button. Yeah. Which is literally a giant red button. Yeah. <laughs> they turn off all the droids. Yeah. Which which can't happen because everyone has grown accustomed to not doing any work on this planet. So the Yeah, the weird droids... messaging in Mandalorian in general now, but like this is yeah. one of those weird moments where it's like, ah, people got lazy. So, yeah. <laughs> so they don't want this is bad. We live in a utopia which is bad. <laughs> like Yeah. <laughs> It's all it's it's all <laughs> nonsensical. It none of it makes any sense to me. Um, so yeah, the, my favorite part of the droid investigation is when Dan gets to live out his fantasy of just kicking battle droids because he hates <laughs> yeah. them so much. Be like, which one's the bad one? <clears throat> and then and then one goes rogue. So then they they chase it down. We and get it, a Roger Roger uh, 
regular old battle droid with some lines and live action. That was fun. Yeah. Yep. Good stuff. Uh, we we go. There's the there's the droid autopsy where we find all the goobies that have been in the stuff, and so it it all leads back essentially to the fact that Doc Brown uh, has been. I don't remember very well, has been putting this stuff in the droid stuff for, because he's a separatist. That's right. Yeah. Because he's a separatist. Right. Right. He he's, a Dooku. Dooku. He's, he's a Dooku. He's a Dooku was right guy, which, which, which is funny because Christopher Lloyd, right? Uh, mm-hmm. I'm making sure I'm not just saying another celebrity's name. <laughs> um, this, this episode was littered with them. Yeah. Big fan. Always have been. Uh, He's an old man. He's old now, you know? Yeah. It's just like... Yeah, yeah, yeah. But there was something so funny about, like, the idea of this old guy also being a Dooku stand that made him seem older to me, which was <laughs> which was some, like, real universe building uh, coming to fruition in my brain, where I was like, aha, he likes Dooku because he's old. <laughs> like, old guys stick together. <laughs> yeah. Them, them old heads, they stick together. years ago. Yeah, you, you love that. Um... <laughs> Again, none of that's really clear to me other than just like uh, he's he's being subversive on this planet because it there's formal imperial ties and he's I don't know. It's a, I, I think it's another misuse of casting where it's like if you're going to give a cameo to Christopher Lloyd, make him a character that's fun to be at the convention, even if he has five lines and does something. I, I don't know. It's just so weird to have like a random angry bureaucrat. You don't need him in that role. <laughs> like I don't know. Could uh, could have cast any old angry white guy yeah, in that role, yeah. really. Yeah. But uh, we've got him. So I mean, maybe they bring him back because he just got, you know, banished to a moon. So yeah. whatever. Uh, we get Grogu back from his babysitter, and what we kind of just wrap this thing. I don't. We, I don't we remember go, how this they, She ends. goes straight over to the oh, Mandalorians, and we, which I do like. We immediately get the fight with Axe Woves, where it's just like, yeah. "What do you mean you're going to take your fleet back?" Uh, and I think it's a pretty cool uh, fight sequence. Um, between oh, this them. Is, yeah, it's the entire the dark saber exchange. Oh, that uh, the, happens the, too. Okay, that happens in this episode, which is wildly stupid. I, I also forgot this was in the previous. Ep- episode the pirate where the ending is is carson Teva randomly coming upon right. the imperial shuttle and being like moff gideon's escaped and there's mandalorian stuff here and that was the end of that and, like again randomly in space comes across yeah. moff gideon shuttle fantastic um the ending to this one i think is somehow stupider uh, um yeah. which is so we're we're approaching now, Axe Woves and the crew, and they're just chilling. Looks like they're having a barbecue out there, you know. Yep, they're, they're throwing the ball around. Did you see that? It's like they're mm-hmm. tossing the old pigskin. Mm-hmm. Not very they're good having... at it, but no. Well, <laughs> they're in Star Wars. They've never played American football before, <laughs> um, but they're having a good time. You know, it's nice and grassy and green out there. And Den's like, "What are you gonna do?" And Bo's like, "I don't know." You're like, great. Good to have a plan as a leader here. And it's like, you know what? I challenge you, Axe Woves. So we, we go into our single combat, classic Mandalorian stuff. Uh, she she beats him and is like, hey, it's time time to join the cause. And they're like, you know what? You don't have the Darksaber. So you can go F right off. And Din Djarin... <laughs> 
and it's like, guess climb, what? This final climax that we've been the building huge to. climactic moment. <laughs> <laughs> guess what, everybody? I'm giving it to her. And they're like, no, no, no. Those aren't the rules. And he's like, well, wait, wait, wait. Yes, they are. Because the spider droid beat me and she beat the spider droid. Ergo, ipso facto, here's your dark saber. And they're all like, that totally fucking tracks. Now we will follow you. <laughs> you know, we didn't think about it when we were writing, I, I mean, living in episode three of uh, <laughs> yeah. this season. But, uh... Yeah, you know that kind of, that should count. <laughs> we, we haven't we, discussed it since, but uh we really made this dark saber thing super fucking important. Uh how much have we been tracking that? I don't know, we kind of let the ball slip on it. Well, let's make it important again. Yeah. I thought so this was to, so stupid. It, it, yeah, <laughs> I it's it was so very dumb. stupid. It's a again just so careless. Like I yeah. can see the only way that this gets in is, you know, whoever's writing the script Favreau being up late and the deadlines coming up and like sweating and being like oh you know this would actually be really clever <laughs> like it's like I, because this happened and wow that did happen I, I don't know it just it's so careless and just like like my thing is like someone else needs to write this because who is yes. giving who is giving John Favreau and Dave Filoni notes on their scripts that they're actually like, you know what, that's good. As opposed to like, we're the heads of Star Wars, so we can pretty much do whatever the fuck we want to. Yeah. And if you have a note, thanks. But like, it doesn't seem like anyone has given a note to to anyone at all on this season that's like, hey, maybe this doesn't completely track, like, you know, logically. And they're yeah. just like, it doesn't matter. And you're like, okay, I guess if you're the boss, it doesn't matter. Right. That's just what it feels like with some of this stuff that we've been tracking throughout the season. Yeah, it's not exciting. Like, it's so many moments like this Darksaber moment where it's like, that should have been exciting. Whatever occurred. That should have been exciting. The the bath and the waters of Mandalore. Like, the lead up to it was fine. But the fact that it happened in the second episode, I was kind of like, whoa. I thought that was yeah, going to be like... a big deal. A, thought that was going to be like a big thing. Thought that was going to be a little bit harder then like, nah, we'll do it in an episode. You're just like, oh, okay. There's just a lot of stuff. You're just like, this doesn't, it doesn't, the writing well, is just keep like. moving oh. around because they don't know how to write a conversation. <laughs> so that's compelling. So you just got to keep moving people to different locations uh, because where the show shines is production and, you know, effects. Productions and a good battle plan sequence, you know, um, I can always write those. So yeah, she's got the Darksaber now. We're bringing in the Night Owls, which leads us directly into our most recent episode, which starts as another Blade Runner sequence. Comms officer meeting with, very secretly, you take it away. You take it away. This, yeah, this <laughs> is kind of the epitome of what I think is bad Star Wars writing, which is like, <laughs> okay, so we've got our comms officer we now know she's working for Gideon. That's basically been revealed. We have a long sequence that basically attempts to be what the opening shot of Andor is, which is like, look at this. Pretty cyberpunky here on Coruscant. I got a cool <laughs> coat on. Like, this is a yeah. vibe. Um, she is basically a prisoner. She she is in house arrest in the amnesty district or whatever. So every time she leaves, she gotta, she's got to sneak out. So she yeah. sneaks out, goes down, uh, you know, an alleyway on Coruscant where a giant 
a massive ancient illegal <laughs> imperial droid flies out of the sky to have a hologram conversation with Moth Gideon to exchange yeah. a sentence of information. Like just the most inco- incompetent spy work. And it's called the episode is called The Spies or something, I think. It's it is. Yeah, no, it's so it's, that's what happens. And that's what it feels like is that Favreau cares about Star Wars exactly as much as he ever did not anymore he has no deeper breadth or care of understanding it is just literally and then my probe droid toy comes out of the sky and like cool right then we have a big exposition dump um yeah speaking of exposition dump stupid (laughs) stupid okay so here's here's i I need you i need you for a lot of this episode because the part of it was just watching a blind rage (laughs) <laughs> um so we, we go in we go into we go we're after this we go i don't Not remember exactly where we go. Perspective. we go okay he's walking yeah, so down we, his darth mall yeah he's hallway. going down the darth mall hallway where we see and, and a I new set of I, troopers i love seeing moff gideon uh screen time for moff gideon is great uh the man's doing work on the He's he's getting his paycheck. No, is am am I right? He's walking past his Mando his troopers new, at this point. Yeah, Mando trooper, whatever these Ralph McQuarrie concept stormtroopers is what they look like. But I don't know. I guess they have Beskar armor. But they're so not these dark are troopers. they're new so these. Dark it's like it's Gen two dark troopers, right? So it's Mando dark troopers. So they're they're not piloted by humans. They're just these killing are machines droids. and. In Mandalorian armor. But actually, in reference, uh, a little bit jumping ahead, but in reference to the Dark Forces video game that invented Dark Troopers, the creator of the Dark Trooper program then suits up in some Dark Trooper armor. Uh, so he, he does. He has his own Dark Trooper Beskar suit now. He has yeah. a Darth Vader suit. <laughs> yes, he does. He certainly does. So he goes through the Darth Maul hallway. Shoom, shoom, shoom. A series of glowing red doors. And and now we're gonna get you know uh, the world building is just like here we go we're gonna start spreading our legs, so this is like the imperial uh, council of of forgotten warlords Remnant who are forces, out there yeah yeah, uh, so we get uh, we get Grand Admiral Hux's dad is in that's there. That's who it is. I thought it was oh, just yeah, Hux buddy. himself. No, that's it's his not, So it's not Dom Hall Gleason playing the role? No. They couldn't nope, get him to sign on nope, for they're like, he's like, he's like, He's like, fuck this shit. Yeah. No. I am not doing that. And they're like, all right, okay, I was wondering, we'll because I was like, that father. doesn't really look like him. That's a weird fake beard. Yeah. But it only makes yeah. sense to include him if it's actually him. The fact that it's his father is maddening. Yeah. That's... Yeah. This this entire sequence, like the 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 big ooh, is like where where is Grand Admiral Thrawn? Like <laughs> he's in the unknown regions, right? Like he's out there. We gotta fill a few more pages till we get there. So we're having right, this meeting, yeah. boys. Because this this is where I'm gonna want you. Because you you're going into what is it, the the Thrawn? You just mentioned it. Oh it's yeah, the, I'm listening to Heir to the Empire now. Heir to I've the Empire, to a which lot is... of Thrawn stuff. I've listened to a lot of now dead canon stuff from yeah. this era. Um, so we've we've got. I mean, they're laying the they're very clearly laying the tracks for that in yeah. in this sequence, right? Like this is the big reveal uh, for this episode. 
is like, yes, we're awaiting for Thrawn. And the guy who is like Thrawn's contact is like, well, I don't really know where he is, yeah. um, but he's out there. And Gideon is like pushing back. He's like, well, maybe we need some new leadership. It seems like they're still having their own like imperial infighting. And they're also like, you know what? People are ready for the Empire. They're tired of the New Republic. And it's like, they're, it's like, what the fuck are we talking about? Not, none of that tracks with me at all. Yeah. Like, yes, I get that there's, we've seen that there is some discomfort with the, the New Republic. But it's like, why why are they purporting that the Empire is going to be better after they just got blown yeah, up? Yeah. Like, n- none of that logically makes any sense unless you are, like, a villain, which I guess they are. And it's just like, we're going to twirl our mustaches and be like, yes, they hate this form of uh, authoritarianism. We'll go back to the other form yeah. that just got destroyed not too long ago. <laughs> and people will love it. Everyone across the galaxy will love it. And Grand Admiral Thrawn will be the rise of that. But who knows, right? Like, n- n- none of that made any any sense to me at all, other than, like, I heard words being said, and I understand the English language. But logically, I was like, what the fuck is happening with Star Wars right now? I was so yeah, confused by this entire thing. The... Do you have any thoughts or any, like... I. I didn't guidance. Yeah, I didn't <laughs> what this hate was. watching it. What what it comes into conflict with me the most is like you know, the the new trilogy set up the universe in which what the one death star thing blew up seven planets at once and that was the entire republic that it blew up or whatever. This kind of shit lives in a universe that is so large that yes, there are quadrants of the galaxy that are still right. run by the empire basically. Like right. Right. it is a generations long thing to try to stamp out, you know, the right. existing. So there there are strongholds of empire like, right. you know, loyalty or at least control everywhere. And so the the shadow council, you know, is these independent sectors, you know, trying to organize and I guess they're taxing each other. Uh <laughs> So Gideon's like, oh, you know, I I need more resources. I, I mean, it's all it's like it's hard to watch this show try to do something that Andor would have just knocked out of the park. You know, like these kind of like political yes. sequences. Yeah, it's been so cool to watch. Like uh, with more it, consideration. Like th- n- none of the legwork that needs to have been done for what this conversation right. was was done at all. You can't right, tell what just, the power dynamic is at all. They none, can't even visually represent the power dynamic, you know, no. like so I mean it what the way you explain it makes a lot more sense to me where it's like, yeah, it's a vast galaxy and there are pockets that are not controlled. Like to some degree it's like, yes, there are still there's pirates who have connections to the Empire, but it's like none of this is none of it is is grounded in in my understanding. I think even an audience's understanding of like what are what are the power dynamics, what are the politics at play in the galaxy right now, other than the Empire's gone, the New Republic's here, it's not really that different, and on we go. It's like, okay, sure, I like in a very like the broadest possible strokes understand that. But for me to buy in and care about any of this, not none of that work has been done right. for it to be interesting to me. Right? Yeah. Like none of that has been done in a way that that is like like we've said before, like thoughtful or caring of the storytelling. It's just like we have to take a giant story leap from A to B and we're just going to drag you there very quickly. It feels like space travel in Star Wars where it's yeah. like we'll do a 
We'll just light speed you over to this corner of the galaxy immediately. We're going to light speed you from one story beat to the other without putting in all of the groundwork that's going to make that interesting. So we're going to skip all of the stuff that is probably very fertile ground yeah. to try to piece all this stuff together. You're right. Andor would have taken a lot more care to do that. Andor gets to be very specific in what it's doing. They but... all should be that. To, I mean, yeah. that's what the, the yeah. you know, a Thrawn book, aside from jumping around to different perspectives, which I still hate, like I'm re-listening to Heir to the Empire, I'm skipping all the Luke Skywalker stuff, because it's like, that's yeah. not what I'm here for, but it's like, yeah, it's the life of one military leader on a Star Destroyer, <laughs> you know, it's like, yeah. that's that's enough, like there's a lot to yeah. mine there, at least for a few episodes of television. But yeah, you're exactly right, instead of having a small story, what this has become is the hub for the the multiverse of star wars that the new marvel the universe of all of it and it's all which, getting which, crammed in into once like it's like here's the prequel era droids now we got pra praetorian guards yeah we got well it's and it was all really painted this week by the fact that celebration happened and they started talking about like here's what's going to be happening in star wars in yeah. general which painted a lot of this episode and made me have like zero faith in anything that was announced yeah. i'm just like oh god oh my god they're gonna be doing so much more stuff and this episode did not like give me faith going for this like that's gonna be done really well when yeah. we can talk about celebration stuff later like so i mean we we go through this council meeting uh, of whatever he he secures his praetorian guard because you know people are yeah. gonna assassinate for him. bombers uh i appreciate yep. that you love a tie bomber, a tie bomber. Oh, you love a good tie bomber um and then and then so we go we're gonna reintroduce the helmets to the non-helmets for the mandalorians is that oh, what happens next oh man this was one of those things when i watched it the night of a lot of times i watch things like this and they're cringy to me on the first mm -hmm. watch and i'm much more forgiving on a second watch yeah. and that was true to some degree uh but the the standing off between the Mandalorians is so lame. Like it's like it's <laughs> they spend so long on it, and the way it dissipates first is the armor coming out and clanging the tongs together. And I don't like, have hey. any other ideas on how to resolve conflict. I don't have any other ideas know, on how to resolve conflict. I know we are a a military society, but no one has any sense of leadership or decorum whatsoever. <laughs> like, like we're just. But Bo-Katan is the leader because she's got the dark saber. But half of you don't care. But I'm gonna bang. I'm just gonna bang this and make noise, noise. And they're like, cool. They don't even have them. Don't even have faces. Yeah. So they're just gonna look in. Uh, they're gonna tilt their head and mean mug underneath their mask. Yeah, so we're we we're immediately all... get conflict between Paz Vizsla and Axe Woves. Oh, they don't boy, like the oh, look boy. of each other. No, they don't. Um, have we have we <laughs> uh, have we gone into town yet for the greatest reveal of all time? I've totally forgotten whatever this is. What is? Oh, this. Oh, how oh, could you forget? Oh, wait, wait, how I could don't you think forget? we have yet? Because okay. Carl Weathers comes again, walking out oh. of the wilderness like he, he does, does, does sometimes. He does just show up and he's like, "Hey, everybody!" His, I mean, truly, every line Carl Weathers has is like some of the best things in the season for me. Is <laughs> this like I brought you this Gorillian wine here? You might want he to did, save yes. it for a smaller, a smaller yeah, gathering. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah uh yes because he's got he's got a gift he's got uh he's got a present that mando's 
and uh, Grogues are going to have to come into town for. Uh-huh. Um, which is the hollowed out corpse of Grogu's former babysitter, IG-11. <laughs> which is now, Currently now we know why we had Frick. the penciled in droid line in the bar that was like, we love serving humans. <laughs> because up until this point, it's been a sentient being whose memory we're trying to restore is now a carcass, a statue <laughs> turned into a carcass to be controlled by Grogu. Uh, I have. I don't hate it because it's weird as hell. Like, what a... <laughs> What a weird thing. I'll give him this. It's not where I expected the IG-11 turn to go. Didn't I expect Grogu to to go into the Power Rangers Megazord version of his former babysitter? No, I did not. It was so dumb when I saw it. I was like, this tracks for this entire season, right? Like, this this tracks for what this is. I hate it for IG-11 as someone likes IG-11. I just want to. I want to go through this right now. I'm going to do my IG rant. We introduce his semi corpse in the first episode yes. as a statue in Navarro. Yes, and Mando's like, "I need him back," and they're like, "Okay, we'll take him down." They're like, "No, you uh, can't do that." He's like, "Well, let me try." Yeah, you 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 got to try. So they take him down. He turns into like a murder because he's reverted to some old factory setting. So there was memory in there. He was yeah. basically functional. Uh, I mean, he knew what he was doing and had a had a purpose. But Mando's purpose was, I need him to go back to Mandalore. Which, whenever this was introduced again in the first episode, I was like, "Oh, cool! He can't he can't go back to Mandalore until he's got like IG yeah. resolved and ready to go with him." Like, we're gonna toss all that crap and be like, "Nah, just throw him in R five, and we'll go to Mandalore next episode and take a bath in living waters." There goes that entire plot point. Yes. Okay. Wild. But. Th- we disregard that very quickly. Be like, no, well, we're not going to repair him because my significant other, she's been asking me every episode. She's like, what's going on with IG-11? I'm like, not only do I have no idea, the writers didn't have any idea yeah. either whenever they wrote. Hey, it seems like we're in a droid bar and we're hunting down droids. Maybe we'll find a droid part. No, 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 no. Yeah. Unrelated. Yeah. So they, you know, they dropped him off with, with the, the, the Babu Fricks to be like, repair him. So eventually, maybe he'll pay off later in the season and bring him back. What it is, is they hollow him out and turn him into like a mech that can be operated. Yes. And Grogu hops in this thing, and I was just like, God, this is insane. One, that they didn't pay off IG coming back, which was like, they laid those tracks in Uh the first episode so heavily. Which is more exciting. To be clear, IG-11 coming back I think it's stupid because they killed him, but yes. still way more exciting to me than Grogu having a new suit that a mech, yeah, yeah the, having like, a mech suit. Megazord, to have a Megazord, like Grogu's Megazord because when he's in there. He's IG-11 yes was no ruthlessly like efficient and weird to to watch animated. Uh, and this is part of what I said earlier. If Grogu was immediately like efficient and was like, yes. I have the Force and I can use this body really well, yeah, that'd be one thing. I, I would be less upset with that. I'd be like. Okay, I guess he's sure he's a mech suit, baby Yoda Mandalorian <laughs> <Yeah>. child. <laughs> like, uh, but he's not very good at using it, and no, it's not any better than his egg car, as far as I no, can tell. The only thing he has is now he can pipe wind through IG-11's dead <laughs> like air tubes to say yes and no. Yeah, so we're communicating on the most basic level of yes and no now. 
We're walking around. We're stealing fruit from the market, right? He's a little tyrant in this thing. I think, and you know, it's a dumb moment made for marketing purposes, but it was cute. Yeah, yeah I was excited it's to watch fine. it with Paulette the second time. I was like, you're going to love this. Yes, yeah, yes, it's, yes. Business. It's, it's totally cute. It's totally fine. It just like, it's so wildly disappointing to me from like storytelling. Yes. Beat. Like we got to get him in there because we be able to watch stuff more. And you're like, just make him walk around and do stuff. Yeah. Like he can jump 30 feet in the air and he has the power to wield the force now. Like he's been hanging out with Luke Skywalker. I'll just buy into the fact that he's not a baby anymore and that he has a little more autonomy. You, you know? know, Mando could have a, a papoose on his back. It'd look great. Yeah. <laughs> he's not carrying just... a rifle back there anymore. Yeah. Uh, another minor complaint. He doesn't have a dark saber anymore. I love a gunslinger who only has a pistol, but not one who's got a massive suit of armor. The dude needs a spear or a gun or something beyond his one cowboy pistol. Uh, yeah. Anyway. <laughs> weird so, weird we, thing to do. <laughs> we, just weird all around. Grogu's in the corpse of his former babysitter. He's walking around. He's stealing stuff. And at a certain, then we go back to camp and it's like, okay, we got to go back to Mandalore now. And then we get the I am Spartacus sequence of like, I will go with you. Which takes takes everyone forever. It's like, I thought you guys were a warrior society. I thought you wanted to, like, that's the whole thing is you like fighting and killing things and showing off that you're tough. And it's like, nobody wants to go back to Mandalore. Nobody. Still pretty hesitant because some people wear helmets first and some happens, people don't. <laughs> Din Djarin says, I'm going to go, and so is my little baby boy. <laughs> I'm going, and so is that baby <laughs> who's now in a killer droid suit, but he can't I haven't really asked him. He could say yes or no at this point, but... Uh... But he's going. Because <laughs> we, we need him there for a couple story beats that are coming up, Which even though probably... Which is weird, because, again, Grogu's going to go to Mandalore, yeah. This is a society that collectively raises children, seemingly. Leave yeah. the baby on the ship with the rest of the Mando kids. This is the way, you know? Like, I, I don't know. I'm... He's a princeling. He's he's a little Nepo baby. He's the most important yeah. of all the... Um, yeah, whatever. So he, he goes <laughs> with them. We, we get a... An explainer that the, the fleet is going to be out of communication... But the ground, yeah. um, another nitpick that will be a nitpick forever, I guess, is they are constantly landing this giant battle cruiser in atmosphere. Like they are, they landed on Navarro for one day and then lift it back off and take it out into space. Doesn't make sense. Uh, I would love for there to be the slight amount of sense of leave the 10,000 bazillion pound ship in orbit. Uh, but anyway. They won't be in contact with the fleet because there's interference on the planet. Uh, okay, sure. They have a drop, another dropship moment where they just land on the planet, and they're like, ah, it's Mandalore. We're here. We made it. Congratulations, yeah. everybody. We've got to go find the, the Great Forge. But wait, there's uh, something on the horizon. It's oh. an ice ship from the Seventh Tower book series that I read <laughs> in, <laughs> in middle school. It's more Mandalorians. We just happened to cross paths again. Another weird thing is they don't know where the forge is. Seems strange. Seems there are a lot of surface like landmarks, and you would have a map. But they... and Bo n- knew exactly where stuff was whenever she was already on the planet. Earth. Yeah, yeah. With Dinjarin, but whatever. So we're on this boat, 
and we're gonna go to the Great Forge because yeah, so the boat I'm, has has night owls on it too, and I'm, they're like, we've been here since the war ended, and Bo-Katan's like, oopsie. I haven't been. I've been in a castle sitting in a chair, strangely. Just for... sad in my castle. I thought you were all dead. We'll get to some of her other decisions here in a moment. Uh, she. So we're on. We're cruising on the boat. We get an axe. Woes and Paz Vizsla conflict. Uh, fight uh, over the rules of Mandalorian chess. Uh-huh. Uh, a, a real highbrow versus lowbrow opinion of how chess pieces can move. Yeah, which house leads rules. To a fight. Yeah, yeah, and then and you know what? There's uh, Bo-Katan as leader can't stop the fight. Just let him fight it out. Great, fantastic. You know who does intervene? You know who who now has the ability to step in between two two huge titans of Mandalorian clout. That's Grogu in IG twelve. And you know what? Smashes no. that no button. No, no, no. No, no, no. no, no. Without no. any indication as to why, they both kind of are like, okay, I guess we won't. And then Mando I guess and Bo-Katan baby's in between like, us. That baby, what a great baby. It's like, I yeah. thought you just said they had to settle it. Like, <laughs> I thought you just said that was, like, culturally, they have to fight this out now. Um, Here's my problem. One, they should... Uh, Grogu stopping a fight, a fantastic moment, whatever. For me... You either let them fight it out, or Bo-Katan, as the new leader of this, is like, hey, knock this yeah. shit off. You're getting along. We don't do this but, anymore. But we, yeah, we're, we're on the you same side. You want to fight now. someone, you can fight me. I got this rat-ass sword. I'll chop your head you, off. You know the best way to unite these clans in the infancy of the uh, you know, brief union? It's just to let them fight each other over a game. Uh, great. Great leadership. Fantastic. Uh, but you know what will solve it? A cute creature that may or may not have an intelligence ever beyond that of a a dog. <laughs> tiny, tiny little baby. <laughs> uh, yeah. At the, best, at best, he's a border collie right now. <laughs> have, you, have you seen the clip? Uh, I, I, it may have been viral for a long time, but it made the rounds recently. Of It's a Michael Jackson, a late era Michael Jackson concert. And there's a tank on stage and a soldier with a gun on a stage and it's like you know playing like i wish i knew the song uh but it's like just a piano tinkle in the background of one of michael Michael jackson's sad songs and he walks up to the soldier and he sticks his hand up and puts his finger on the front of the gun and pulls the gun down and the soldier just hangs his head (laughs) like indicating that the violence has been stopped and the crowd goes wild uh (laughs) very much felt like that to me (laughs) i'm just like You, you did it michael jackson Way to go. <laughs> All of your sins are you forgiven. You did it, Grogu. All you, you, had, to no. All uh, you had, yeah. had to do was say no. All you had to do was say no. Good job, Grogu. Uh, we get to the Great Forge, by the way. Uh-huh. Fantastic. We've sailed our barge, our surface sailing barge to oh, the Great we, Forge. We had another kaiju. Don't forget, there was oh, another kaiju. Yeah, I forgot. Sorry. Again, they, they, they just sail straight. Yep, they sail straight at it. They start shooting at it, and then they're like, we got to abandon the ship. And so they do, and they go underground. Luckily enough, they were basically where they were going. Right where they needed to be on the planet's surface. All of this planet Amazing. is starting to look very samey. Uh, one episode, it was okay. They still had to double back, but we're <laughs> we're back in this weird gray place. And they're learning some about each other, the extent of which is basically, I used to live here. I didn't. 
Okay. Um, <laughs> cool. Cool, bro. And then we get the new Dark Trooper Mark Three or whatever it is. <laughs> yeah, There's a the, bunch the... of things coming, and and they have a a not well choreographed fight that doesn't make a lot of sense. They retreat. Um, and then in a classic Star Wars move, Mando uh, gets separated out front by himself. When they realize suddenly, oh shit, you know what we should have checked out? If there was a massive Imperial base here, <laughs> so like just maybe... TIE fighters hanging out everywhere. <laughs> a huge maybe. installation. Maybe we should have, I don't know, hung out on Concordia and surveyed, you know, the traffic to the planet for a week or two before we tried to retake a planet with 30 people. Um, whatever that even means, but yeah, they run, they stumble into Moff Gideon's big secret base on Mandalore, which we didn't know was on Mandalore. Uh, and Mando gets separated by a glass door. So everyone can see that he is captured. Uh, yes, he's being imprisoned. Uh, do we get Bo-Katan saying that she totally saw Mandalore earlier? Yes, yeah. Sorry. Okay. Uh, that was, yeah, that was on the ship. That was part of yeah, the. Uh, okay. We got two important things there, which is her explaining that she made a deal with Gideon to try to save them, and then that was a lie. And then what is more concerning about that? Already stupid, sure, but that after that she didn't kill Gideon when she could have just <clears throat> sliced. You're a warrior cult. You're like a <laughs> fanatical warrior like culture. Um. Anyway, she is. She's been a bad decision sponge for writing this entire <laughs> season. They're like Bo-Katan can take it. Any horrible sins of previous storytelling that needs to be done, throw it on Katie Sackoff's shoulders because she can carry the load. Yeah. And you're just like, why? Why are is she now like she has to like when she gets the script that day she has to be like. All right, great. So now I got to go and be like, I did it for Mandalore. And then I just gave the fascist the Darksaber and was totally trusting of him. And shockingly, he betrayed me. It's like, well, no fucking shit, Bo-Katan. Like, one, your time with Death Watch and Darth Maul and like, you know, that portion of your history, not great. And now it's like, you know what? I, I gave the Empire a second chance and I gave them the keys to Mandalore. And... And then they didn't honor their deal with me. It's like, yeah, of course they didn't. Like, what? Like, just kill him. Kill, kill him. Yeah, with you're your dark on saber. a spaceship alone with the man. Al just totally kill him. alone. <laughs> yes. He's he slaughtered your planet. <laughs> yes. He betrayed you. I think it's okay for you to kill him. No, no, Brady. Maybe a uh, maybe this isn't the most PC thing to say in the world. No, uh, but uh, no, if no. if someone wiped out my my home planet and most yeah. of the people I knew and loved. And then yeah. tried to kill me again. Yeah. I think I would kill that person. I At least would if, kill I that had, person. if I had experience killing hundreds and thousands of people in <laughs> yeah. my life, I think that would be one of the, the people I would. If I came from a race of, of people who prided themselves on war, on and murder. one of my greatest <laughs> adversaries was there who had done multiple <laughs> wrongs to me, I think I'd get over whatever particular quibbles I had that day and just be like, you know what? Put one in his head and we'll move on. <laughs> we'll deal with those consequences later, but I, I scratched that itch, and that's done now. <laughs> but it's okay. Bo-Katan no. messed up, but Din Djarin comes up and lets her know that he's really into her. Um, uh, the tension is palpable. I, he comes up, he's like, I didn't realize that's how it went down. 
And now I have a better opinion of you, which is like, okay, now weird. I think, now that I know you tried to save the planet by handing over by the keys it. to the Empire, I feel really good about you. Should we kiss through our helmets right now? Should our, should our helmets touch? Should we touch masks? Um, no, because I'm still riding for her in the armor. Um, uh, yeah. Yeah, but, okay, so yeah, back back to we've now been confronted with with the Mach, Mark III versions of of the Dark Troopers who uh, are in Mandalorian get-up. Just have, like... So now we have I, two sets of Beskar, Beskar versus Beskar, so nothing matters in the fight choreography. <laughs> and this, I do like this director, so I was disappointed because this is just like the action sequences aren't well directed again mando doesn't have another weapon he's just running at the front of the group through hallways just like banging into people with his shoulders he gets separated he gets captured in yeah. a heartbreaking moment um i read online that pedro is in the suit in this sequence when he's getting captured and i do want to cool. say uh i there have been a lot of moments this season for Mando where I'm like, that's not what an older man would do. Like the rock climbing stuck out where his knees are constantly like above his tits, climbing the walls, <laughs> like like really sharp angles. Like and when he's spider, running around yeah. on the like, there's a lot of shots of him running where he's running like a running back now, you know, like kind of moving <laughs> his the, his yeah. top body. Uh, yeah. And it it takes me out of it a little bit because it just doesn't look like Pedro Pascal at all to me. This, when I watched it, I was like, hey, that looks like the kind of clumsiness yeah. that I recognize. And yeah. apparently it was him. So like, good for Pedro for putting on the suit one time. <laughs> yeah, he's like, I got a break between it, Last yeah. of Us episodes yeah. and <laughs> the check out that I come, come don the helmet and when I was doing my, my voiceover stuff. Um, uh, but yeah, BC, so we're separated by the, the blast doors. <laughs> okay, so we're separated by the blast so we're separated by the blast doors. Mando has been taken off to prison. Yes. Um and, and we get <laughs> we get Moff Gideon flying in in his Mando suit. Um and he looks again, like Zerg from uh He does the look Toy like Story Zerg. Movies. I mean he's got he's got the Darth Maul Death Watch horned helmet, which, you know, so the armor still still rocking her Death Watch horns on her helmet. Is she one of the spies? We don't know. Um, who knows? Who cares? Um, <laughs> so, uh, yeah, they're they're stuck between the blast doors. I question how good the blast doors are because we have we can hear each other very clearly through them. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's nice conversation that uh -huh. can be had. Um, and so what, what's going to happen says, now? Give me the dark saber and I'll let yeah. you guys leave. Live. Yeah. Uh, yeah. She nods to. To Paz Vizsla, which I guess confirms that she's not going to give it to him, which is weird because she already has once. So, like, uh, but anyway, yeah, she she's, nods. She's and pretty chill with just like handing it over to him at this point. So she runs to cut a hole in the door behind them. Yes. And they just start shooting at the door in front of them because it's going to open and then they'll yeah. be shooting at the people. Yeah. So, so there she's cutting a hole. Paz Vizsla's providing cover fire. We're getting the Mandos out through the hole that was cut with the dark saber, and he's like, "You know what? You guys go. I need to have the most heroic ending that my creator could write for me." And right Bo-Katan's like, "But that's not a strategic but, position at all. We have a hole this big and a blast door right here. You can shoot through." He's and like, "This is way more cool. I've got other stuff to do. I'm tired <laughs> of coming into the voice studio for parts that I've written." 
So I'm just gonna blast all of these guys until my gun core of lava, and then I'll 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 fight as many of them as I can. You guys go. And yeah, he shuts like, the door. Well, the hole's there if you want to go through it, but <laughs> it, whatever. Uh, and so he, he gives himself a, a long heroic battle sequence, and then the Praetorian Guard come out and just waste him. Yeah, kill him, kill him till he's dead. Um, oh, I, I'm not sure when this came in, but it, it, we get a little bit of Moff Gideon talking. Oh, we forgot about Project Necromancer too. Oh, of course, yeah. We we got Snoke tanks. Gideon locked my <laughs> Palpatine yeah, Snoke like, tanks galore. This is where, again, I don't feel like a Star Wars expert anymore because I love yeah. when stuff ties into the prequels. Stuff yeah. tying into the sequels, I cannot convince myself to care about because it ended in yeah. such a, you know, just like a wet fart of the highest stakes possible, quote unquote, you know, yeah, like yeah, yeah. all the Jedi, all the Sith. Sith. Uh, <laughs> That's a like line whatever. from the movie. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's like... <laughs> I don't, I don't care about stuff on that scale, and I really don't care about the nitty gritty of how we get there. Like it's not going to heal that for me. You know, I am all the Jedi. I am all the Sith, and I am all the Jedi. It's the dumbest. They wrote that thing. at a table, and they were like, was, "Yes, this is so good." They're, they're individuals, but they're representative of everything. And there's a huge battle going on outside. Yeah, I don't I don't care about all of that. Yeah, Gideon is he's. He has a spiel at some point where he's like, I'm working on clones and Jedi. Well, he tells Hux, he's like, you're the one who's concerned about clones. Don't get get it wrong. I just walked by all the Snoke tanks, but... (laughs) He's like, I'm going to create the greatest army civilization's ever seen. Uh, But yeah, he's blasted out of there with his Darth Maul helmet. We've, We've killed... Our, our homie and that's that's we're, we're kind of leave the episode on the death of Favreau, yeah i love i love a uh, a sacrificial war movie death um <laughs> i've seen a lot of them now so they they don't usually hit as hard as they did when i was growing up but uh yeah. there's an opening episode of the clone wars it's like episode three or something where you know like a clone stays behind to set off a bomb and you know yeah. save the day and that hit hard because it was in a children's TV show, so I thought, and I was like, "Wow, they're they're doing it." But I mean, it, again, it's it, just it ain't hard a Boromir to... death sequence, you know no. what I mean? <laughs> no, it ain't. And also, Boromir wasn't directing Lord of the Rings in writing. Like, <laughs> would have been like... wild if Peter Jackson was like, "I'm gonna play Boromir and give myself That's the most heroic is... death of all time." There's an honorable way to do your director cameo, and it's not as the hero who sacrifices himself even though he has a child even though he had an easy out and ragnar is now fatherless uh he's just been dying to go like get myself a cool send off yeah but uh you know whatever i'm sure a lot of people will like the sequence it was cool seeing the the Praetorian and guard i guess um they're cool looking um the grid suits but i just Look- i I can't imagine being like less curious about next episode than I am right now. <laughs> you know, you know what I mean? Like it's going mean, to end uh, on a cliffhanger again. Um, yeah. We've got a movie in seven years. They said, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Think like, about it. See, got, at I one will... point we're going to be 50. <laughs> I know. I'm like like this, the Mandalorian. This is, this is what, like, I had an existential crisis where they're like, <laughs> yeah, the movie's going to come out in seven years. I'm like, I'm going to be in my mid 
forties. That... <laughs> How do I feel about that? The answer is not particularly good because the writing is so crap. I want to start here because I've, I've yucked a lot of people's yums. Uh-huh. I feel like feel like we've we've done some yucking think, on some. I don't yums. think anyone's left listening. Who's it doesn't matter. Yummy, yummy, yummy. <laughs> yeah, no one, no one. No one's listening at the hour and a half mark at this point anyway. <laughs> but I do want to say, and I, I had, uh, again, I don't not to yuck the yums. And a lot of it is, is, is our own sticking point with Inside Baseball with John Favreau, which children don't care about. I had a moment, I was at a, I was at a birthday gathering um, for someone uh, uh, like a week and a half ago. And one of the one of the people in attendance, they brought their children. One of the kids was dressed up in his Boba Fett Halloween costume. And I was like, that's fucking sick, bro. Not even close to Halloween. You're repping the Boba Fett. Like the kid was like playing Boba Fett like he was crawling on the grass. And I was like, what's going on? They're like, oh, he's on Tatooine. I was like, he's crawling through the sands of Tatooine. He's like amazing yeah, yeah this child's a genius <laughs> he was doing he was doing like he was clanking his his forearms together i was like what is that and they're like that's the mandalorian salute i was like oh my god I like totally i forgot about the reverse circuit yeah, <laughs> the reverse circuit is as as the the mandalorian clap i was like i forgot about that stuff but what it made me think was like there is an appeal to to this shit yeah that is 100 for kids that like i have to reposition my brain sometimes be like for as bad as the storytelling is, if if kids are engaging with it in a meaningful way, I think it's good yeah. long term for Star Wars. It's just like it's frustrating because what is currently like the mainstream Star Wars is not for our demo. And thinking about the fact that like seven years from now, whenever the movie comes out, it's like, I don't know if that's going to be for me. And that's yeah. like like on a personal level, it's just like. Oh, I'm old and facing my mortality, and Star Wars isn't for me anymore. And that's yeah. when I'm like, I'll just fire up Andor. Yeah, you know, yep. I'll just turn on Andor and be like, I've got something in this dark corner of the galaxy that is for me. That's what. So I, like, there's I'm just there's a lot of stuff that's is... not good, but there's stuff that is there for people that aren't me, which I think is a. Uh, I I'll, I. I think I'll probably always watch whatever the Star Wars show at least once. Um, I wrapped yeah. up a uh, Bad Batch, by the way. Uh, oh, nice! Yeah, I think I skipped some episodes in there somewhere, but uh, yeah. there was some there were some episodes of that that I wound up enjoying. But anyway, I'll probably always watch it. I don't yeah. know that I'll you know at that point that we'll both want to still be doing a Star Wars podcast, <laughs> right? Right? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But. Yeah, I'm just gonna. Well, try hopefully, to hang John Favreau won't have listened, and he's gonna hire us to write for him. Yeah, let us go yeah. fix that. But I don't yeah, know. Star John... Wars may only be this. Um, and I'm trying to hang on to for a shining moment. I had a chunk of Star Wars that I felt like I could point at, and will forever point out, and be like, "This is at least as good as anything the Marvel universe has done. Like, this is yeah. uh, this is good stuff." And that might be it. As far as that, <laughs> yeah. the, the thing that I have to get over as far as like this is for kids is like, yes, and that's fine. But I do think, and again, maybe it's just me being old. Uh, <laughs> there's something so much more dynamic about watching Harrison Ford run down a hallway screaming and jumping through a little door than 10 people in a CGI just like just shooting random. Like the, the nonsense of the action sequences is really my biggest gripe with this and uh, and Boba Fett too. It's just like, I yeah. don't care to watch. Like 
I om- I walked out of the room for a pee break when I watched it with Paulette when the the ice kaiju showed up. You know, because it's <laughs> yes, just like this, I don't care. I don't. This has no bearing on the story yeah. whatsoever. There are no stakes yeah. at all. None. I, I want to see people hiding. Um, but anyway, yeah, it's it's fun for me to watch every week. Uh, I yeah. still am looking forward to watching it even when I know it's probably not going to be great. Like I didn't go in yeah. last week being like, I bet this is going to be good. <laughs> it's like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's yeah, probably yeah. going to be a mess and I'll enjoy yeah. parts of it. Um, I mean, the, the thing that has me in is somewhat interested, engaged, like, yes, we are. And this will, when we can start transitioning to what happened this week, which was like all the star Wars celebration stuff came yeah. out, which is like, Filoni's getting a movie and it's tying together all of this and Ahsoka and everything. Right? Like we're gonna try to patch all the holes between this and the the sequel trilogy. That sounds we're, like a mess, but I'm down for a Filoni movie because I'm just curious uh, to see what that kind yeah, of budget I, looks like for yeah. That I think weird I guy's think that's project. <laughs> I think that's gonna be very interesting. So next week's episode is is probably gonna have some at least minor implications going forward, right? Yeah, Moff yeah. Gideon always comes in at the end of the season with a new set of. Uh, you know, whether it's original stormtroopers, the dark troopers, or the Mandalorian troopers, we can rely on him to be there as a big bad at the end of the season. And now we're spinning the world building out, leading to Thrawn, which is going to lead into Ahsoka, which we got the trailer for. Trying not to get my hopes up too high, but guess what? It's too late. I saw it. It looks cool. <laughs> I'm super excited. I, it looks way more exciting than... I, I'm more excited about that than I am, or was about season three of Manda. Um yeah, for sure. I mean, this has been basically what I expected out of this season. Uh, I think I'm on record saying I thought it was going to be stinky doo doo season. Um, <laughs> I it's been fun to watch, but I think it is a worse season. Like ep- seasons one and two of The Mandalorian, there are like three or four episodes of each that I really like. Yes, there. I feel like I'm going to come out of the season with two that I'll rewatch, you know, uh, occasionally. But anyway, the Ahsoka hard- trailer looked different and cool yeah like i was like yeah i think i you know being a rebels uh, a lover of the rebels i'm of course looking forward to everything that's going to come out of that uh i mean just based off the excitement that i had seeing zeb yes give me give me all of that stuff knowing that it's leading to a filoni movie is is kind of cool like we'll we'll see how that goes but again we're like seven years away from that, and and it may get canceled, like every yeah, other yeah, Star Wars project yeah, has. No mention of Taika Waititi's movie. No. Uh, oh, definitely no mention of the Ryan Johnson trilogy that has no. uh, been promised, uh, which is never going to happen. Yeah. Um, we we've got the announcement of the uh, he's he's directed the James Mangold director of the new Indiana Jones movie. And Logan, who's doing the ancient Jedi yes. story, which is going Good. to be the the beginning of a religion. Cool. That's yep. that's completely new. That's yep. something like that, that I think we've we've probably said that would be something we would be interested in seeing. So Definitely thanks the for listening. One project I'm interested in on the movie uh, side of things uh, right now. Wait, you mean you're not interested in the Rise of Skywalker sequel starring Daisy Ridley coming back? As- uh, BC, I lost you for the very end of that sentence, so I'm going to assume that you said Daisy, Daisy Ridley coming back to star as Ray to uh, 
I don't know, just hang out with some Ewoks and chill. Like, what are <laughs> She's going to rebuild the Jedi Order now? That's, like, I don't mind Daisy Ridley coming back. Um, I, again, there's a huge audience for those movies who I'm sure mm-hmm. by the time that movie gets made will be like, I was 12 when these came out, and now yeah, I'm 18. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, this is wild. Um, yeah. So... I was just concerned when I initially read the announcements. I thought they were they announced three movies on the back of Daisy Ridley going like another you know trilogy. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. I'm if they want to do a one off, I'm way more excited about that than I would be the announcement of another Skywalker trilogy. Um, I'm not interested in it. No, I mean I'll go see it when it comes out. But <laughs> I, Again, I don't care. Yeah, the trying to yeah. fix the mess that is that era of Star Wars is it's hard. Uh <laughs> doesn't Like to me what what worked about trying to fix the mess of the prequel trilogy is that they did it through animation which was a lot which has a lot more wiggle room for it to be like weird and kind of off the beaten path and do some and stuff take a like long hey, time take a long time and you can disregard some of the episodes because they don't always hit. And now they're going like, they're pushing all of their chips into the middle of the table to be like, we're going to do television shows. We're going to do movies to try to have the same kind of reclamation project for the sequel trilogy, which at best is like mid, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, but a lot of the, the swings that are taken, I mean, the first one is is a fun movie, but it's so bland and doesn't take any risk. Everyone hated the middle movie because it took some risks. So the final movie was like, no risks at all, just good versus evil and the biggest battles of all time. It's so, I don't even know if you can say it doesn't take risks because it's a risk to have something that like first drafty again, all all the Star Wars (laughs) is so first draft. (laughs) Like, yeah. uh, And but to have the reclamation project be like, we're going to do it in live action. I mean, there's some animation stuff to be sure, but a lot of it's like, we're going to do it with the Mandalorian. We're going to make the Mandalorian about why the first order came around. It's like, I don't care. No, I don't care. I have zero interest in that. You just, you, you made a decision with the force awakens to be like, you know what? There's a new empire. We've reskinned the original movie. We're just putting bad guys in here. Another like, don't you want to know how that happened? And I'm kind of like, no, no, I don't. And not only do I not want to know how it happened, I don't think you can explain it. You have not shown that you can adequately explain in a interesting way how that happened. No, you're just going to make your TV show more boring to everyone else. Like yes. like you said with animation, you are appealing to your core audience, you know? You're not <laughs> trying to get like everyone in in the family to sit down and watch, you know, the Clone Wars or whatever. That's for Star Wars nerds like us. Which is exactly what this corporate overlord has to do, right? Like for Disney, they have to appeal to everyone. It's not like we can't do hard. Yeah, it was its dumb little universe with the monster of the week or whatever. Like it was, it was its own thing. Yes, we know that it's set in a specific era, so it has to, it has to deal with some stuff. But for it to now be the main vessel, be like, you know what? It's going to be the through line between the movie that a lot of people hated, or it's going to be the through line between the the Return of the Jedi, which a lot of people loved, to the beginning of a sequel trilogy, which a lot of people do not like. And I get that that's that's similar to the prequel trilogy, right? Like, we've already, 
Dave Filoni's job is to be like, I gotta clean up someone's right. Like, so Dave Filoni is the fixer. It's like, maybe just don't fix this. Like, maybe just let something that sucked suck and move on and do something that's good, as opposed to being like, well, let's start with something that sucks and try to make it better. It's like, no, just start with something that's new and make that good. Yeah. Which is why the Jedi project is interesting because like we're going thousands of years into the past. We're not touching any of this shit. Great. We're going completely new storytelling. I'm like, that's what you should do. As opposed to be like, we've got to really take some of the stink off of the rise of Skywalker. Man. Yeah. It's just such a bummer. It's barely had any time to breathe too. We haven't yeah. gotten, I, I mean, I guess we got, we've got, and we do have some projects that have been separate and cool, but it, it just muddies the water so much for this to be so focused. Like, the life of Din Djarin is so much cooler to me if he crossed paths with Luke Skywalker one time and it was yes. this crazy event in his life where once he saw a Jedi. Like, Ahsoka being there is cool too, like, because I like Ahsoka. But in my ideal, yeah. like, Din Djarin explores the universe. He yeah. sees a lightsaber once in his life. It was fucking crazy. Uh, and then his baby child was taken from him. <laughs> like that. Yeah. Uh, instead, we are now on the path for the marvelization of all this and the continued shrinking of the universe. Um, uh, it, which, it, it's a lot. It, you're, it's so much it's more interesting if it's like one time I saw a god walk on yeah, Earth yeah. and he took my child from me as a chosen one because they belonged of the I similar hope I see that like, creature again someday in this power, vast yeah. universe. I may not. <laughs> you know? Yeah. It's like, I would love to see Grogu again. And I like, guess Boba Fett. And you're like, what? Stop. Stop. What the fuck? <laughs> it's just the worst. Like, like you could have, you, you could have set up the Mandalorian movie. It's like, we're going to reunite him with Grogu. One yeah. of the things that everyone wants to see. Yeah. Right. When Luke Skywalker, took everyone's favorite character off on a wild adventure. If we put them together in a movie, everyone's going to want to go see that. Yeah. Like if the promise is that like the Mandalorian is on an adventure to go find his child again, who's been off training with Luke fucking Skywalker. You're like, that has the makings of a Skywalker has disappeared. We don't know where he went. He's on Oct two somewhere yeah like yeah we need we need your help mando or whatever yeah whatever the scenario is that leads them there that is a that is a home run everyone goes sees the movie everyone cries when pedro when a a now 60 year old pedro pascal takes off his helmet again and you know weeps at his his child that can say mando daddy or whatever i missed you father (laughs) (laughs) yeah It's like what yeah, yeah, but but that has not been the case. No. So we we've got all these other projects that are gonna be coming out that have again, that's us just like it's, uh, writing our own fanfic yeah. or what could have been. I I happen to think it's slightly better than, than what has occurred. Yeah. You know. Uh, just I, in terms it, of I don't know. I, I just don't have faith that what right. they're doing no, is, is going to be good. And I know I shouldn't be the person who dictates what the Mandalorian yes, is. Yeah, um, you're absolutely right. Yeah. But maybe neither should just John Favreau, like we've yeah. said, or whatever, whatever is happening there. I, I will <laughs> say, though, if if you took Andor out of the equation, if that show hadn't happened oh, between so Obi-Wan and this, I would. Yeah, yeah I'd just be really sad. I'd be despondent. 
Yeah. Like, I, like I, I, a couple weeks ago, I just went back and rewatched just to, like, how good was it? And I was like, oh, yeah, it's really <laughs> it's, good. <laughs> it's really, really good. It's so much more competent in every shot. <laughs> yeah. And every, every measurable artistic metric you can think of, it's better. But, um, it- yeah. So the celebration tying into this week's episode is like, oh, man. We did. I mean, the cool thing was, uh, I don't know if you saw the leaked and or two footage, you know, Mm -mm. where they showed some. It's kind of like what I saw of, you know, uh, and or at the last celebration. It was a very short trailer with just like where it's just like, oh, yeah, it looks looks like it's still got really high production value. There's (laughs) Deidre. There's, uh, you know, there are these people walking around it wasn't like a high action it was just like a lot of shots of people in cool costumes hanging out yeah so uh i'm really excited for that i pray to god it comes out well you know i just i'm so ready for it to be over so it can be safe um which is what i thought was happening when han solo died i was like he's safe he killed him he's done he's out of here and then they immediately made solo uh (laughs) <laughs> but looking forward to that i am looking forward to ahsoka those orange lightsabers made me very happy uh mm-hmm. just kind of the visual style of that looks cool um yep so uh, some some good news the the visions trailer some of them looked interesting some of them did not uh i'm gonna watch them all and Wallace i'm and gonna love some star of them wars is i'm gonna hate some of them and it's gonna be fine like but that's the, that's the sort of stuff i love where it's like these these are quick, irreverent. You don't have to hang your hat on the lore of everything. You just allow creative people to be creative in a short burst and see what they can do. And whenever you find those gems, like you know the ones that we found in in the first season of Visions, it's like, oh, this is really cool. Star Wars to just go visit sometimes, you know? Yeah, yeah. I'd uh, I'd love for one of these animation studios to get a movie or a series. Um, yeah, based on you know, whatever does well or whatever is good. Um, was there anything mm-hmm. else major? There's a lot of tops news. I feel like we'll do a new hobby talk sometime soon about all the Star yeah, Wars I mean, trading cards. I um, mean, we got the fact that, that Lars Mikkelsen is confirmed yes. as Thrawn. That's, that's going to be relief. big. Uh, yep. Nice. Nice that it's not going to be James Corden as we all fear. Yeah. Um, so we're going to have, we're going to have him in that role. Um, I think that's probably the biggest thing. Um, yeah, I, I mean, the skeleton crew stuff is happening. I mean, that's yeah, happening at the end of the year. Um, Ahsoka's in August, so we've got Wild. some time before that. Um, so there, there'll be sort of a, a summer vacay for Star Wars. I feel like coming I up. I watched uh, some of Tony Gilroy and uh, um, Diego Luna's interview at Celebration, and I'd seen some of the other interviews on the celebration stage which is that stage in the round with the massive screaming crowd and it was just very funny to watch like that interview versus like the other star wars tv show interviews where everyone's like yeah what's up and they just come out and kind of look both terrified to be up there and it's just like so not like uh, scene. <laughs> i'm an artist and yeah, yeah. i am I in a very strange place right now <laughs> yeah, I've made this thing that is both art well, and in this universe. So just... Like the brilliant thing about Tony Gilroy is that like he he doesn't really give a shit about 
Star Wars. Yeah. You know what I mean? Thank, like he doesn't God. Yeah, he does, he doesn't <laughs> he doesn't care about it as like, well, we've got to put on precious gloves. Yeah. Like he's like, I'm gonna write something, and if someone from Disney's like, hey, just like, you know, for reasons you can't do that, he's like, All right, fine. You know, yeah. <laughs> he's not like, I've gotta be precious with all this stuff. He's like, I'm just gonna write the best thing I can and it has a Star Wars skin over I'll it. I'll let you know? someone else do the Star Wars skinning. Um yeah, that's great. I don't I don't need a Star Wars fan to make the thing if the thing is good. <laughs> it's not like Right. Yeah. Uh, if the thing is good, I don't care if you love it or hate it. Yeah. As long as it's good. Oh uh, man. Yeah. I, I just want that to come out well because it may be the end of amazing Star Wars content for me. Um I'm sure there are gonna be <laughs> things I am enjoying. Uh Fallen Order, the sequel to Fallen Order is coming out end of the month. I love that first game. I think this one is probably going to be less compelling story-wise and mm. maybe messier mechanically, but I haven't played it. Um, I think that's it, BC. I think that's... Whew, that was a big one. Honkin that was a big one. Or, yeah. That was a big one. We had a lot to cover. I'm we did. glad we did. And we've got the, the finale. Uh, the finale here in just a, a few short days also directed by uh same director who did this one and the first episode in the series um we'll see how it ends Do you have any predictions for the big reveal i've seen that you know uh i mean i'm sure people are speculating that thrawn will show up um the armor is bad um Moff Gideon's got Darth Vader's fist on his belt, and it's it whatever it is. It's probably not what I am expecting, and it's gonna fall short of any expectations I could have. If anything, it's gonna be the back of Thrawn's head in some sort of holographic form. (laughs) I don't know. Like I don't know. It'll be like, oh, there he is. He's coming back. Yeah, Empire 2.0. I don't. We got what we got. So Bad Batch, spoiler alert. Have you watched it, VC? Yeah, 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 yeah. We got, it ended with Omega being abducted and, you know, the Bad Batch being like, ah, we got to get her, which is how season uh, two of Mando, like leading up to the premiere went, was Grogu was abducted and they're like, ah, we got to, we got to get Grogu. Yeah. Uh, this one, yeah, I just have no, I guess we got to get Now Jaren's anyway. been adapted. <laughs> I... I truly thought uh, when I was watching this episode, I was like, the most interesting thing that can happen is either Bo-Katan kills Mando for the Darksaber or they get a fight over it. He's like, yeah, I'll fight you with it. And he kills her. Like, that'd be exciting. Or for every for every Mandalorian to have been wiped out, but Bo-Katan would have been interesting. Um, other than that, I, yeah, I don't know what would be exciting to me. Like, I'm not worried about Din Djarin dying. I'm not worried um, about Luke Skywalker comes back and then Mace Windu is there. <laughs> um the grizzled half corpse of Mace Windu comes you back. You know, if that happened, I think I'd 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 uh be down for it. I'd be like, okay, sure. <laughs> Give me Windu. If you got Samuel L. Jackson to cast that check, then yeah, I'm down. Go for it. He wants yeah, to. I don't know. I'm I know he does. He'd love to. And hey, you, you can explain it. You know, it's he just weird. lost an arm. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He could have forced pushed himself off the ground. <laughs> what but... I want, what I want, is the corpse of Mace Windu and Yoda's like, maybe Yoda's <laughs> yeah. in the controlling. He's like, his... 
He's like doing the mechanics. The he's like he's selling twirl. Like his his central nervous system still has all of the skills <laughs> of Mace Windu. I can tap into it with the force. He was petrified by the Emperor's <laughs> lightning. All of his synapses remain. Yeah, you just have to have someone pilot him. <laughs> this seems disrespectful. No, 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 no. No, 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 it's fine. It's fine. This is totally fine. <laughs> Don't worry about it. <laughs> it's all good. Well, uh, if you're still listening out there, congratulations. Sorry, you did it. <laughs> sorry that we don't love this season, Amanda. I hope you're enjoying it more. I, I mean, I again, I have a great time watching the episodes every time I watch them, and I look forward to watching them again with, with Paulette uh, the next day. But, yeah, I think it's bad. <laughs> I think I, I the last thing I'll say, BC, is I think kenobi better than season three amando yeah i, I, I would so. agree I, it's way that's more a, to a, remember about it yeah um, no it's that's a hard agree for me this season I, you said there might be an episode or two you'd revisit there's none that i would i don't think i would revisit <laughs> in this season unless unless the series finale is just like a total banger at this point i'm like i can discard this season entirely yeah that's fair take uh, yeah, let us know that you're mad at us in the comments of our YouTube videos. Um, <laughs> we'll be back. I'm sure maybe we'll talk to Jordacious or someone about the finale. Have a nice quick episode and maybe yeah. some hobby talk coming your way. Uh, whatever. Catch us next time on the Cargo Bay. Hey, go Project Necromancer yourselves into some Snokes, <laughs> you Cargo Babies! <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>